baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So Adam and I are both home for, because we're not feeling great. What and a pair. What a Adam pair we are. Huh? You're know, coughing. Right? I'm <laughs> sniffling. And Adam has COVID. So yeah. thank God, you know, he is staying at home. And we are also learning that our dear friend, Tori Van Oot from Axios, is joining us, as she always does on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. But she's working from home also because she's sick. So Tori, welcome to the club. <laughs> Good morning. I hope we're all going to. Yeah, I'm not super sick yet, but it's coming on. I've yeah. my toddler son had some sniffles and I woke oh, up yeah. this morning feeling them, too. So here we go. It's the cold yeah. season because they're Petri yeah. dishes of germs yes. like that. You they you are. will not be well again until he's about 15. Yeah. I'm sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. We've been through it the last couple of years, but I've got my vitamin C, my emergency. Emergency. So yes. I'll, I'll rebound. But maybe I should take a COVID test out. And maybe maybe I should. I've got I got some of the free ones upstairs, too. So uh, better safe than sorry. But uh, yeah. So I mean, now that we're all sick, let's talk about abortion. Right. Yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> <Okay>. so, <laughs> that's what you wrote about in your article that top Minnesota Democrats and abortion rights activists aren't necessarily wanting to put the abortion question to the voters next year. Uh, share with us a little bit more about what you learned about that. Yeah, the state of play here is that, you know, last Tuesday's elections and other states were just the latest example of abortion being a winning issue uh, on the ballot, abortion rights after the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. So, of course, Ohio voters passed a referendum of their own. There's been other successful measures, kind of Democrats wins up and down the ballot in the last couple of elections have been attributed to voter enthusiasm around this issue on the left. Um, So there's a push in play across the country to put abortion related measures on more ballots in key states and swing states. They think it, you know, protects those rights for those who feel that's important and also could be um, important for boosting turnout for Democrats up and down the ballot, especially with polling numbers showing a lack of enthusiasm, frankly, for President Biden's uh, re-election in a lot of cases. Uh, But here in Minnesota, they're not settled on it yet. Uh, and we can talk about the reasons yeah. why, uh, if you want. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was wondering because so the the legislature codified uh, uh, yes. those rights, if I remember correctly. So would this be like a constitutional amendment? Would that be kind of yep. an option to do it? Exactly. And so that's the question that the legislature uh, will be wrestling with. The DFL controlled legislature here will be wrestling with next year. They, um. You know, they already passed several abortions rights measures last year, including, as you mentioned, uh, the law adding the right to abortion into state law. There's a state Supreme Court ruling that even before that found a right to abortion in those states. So Minnesota's like an abortions rights island already in the in the upper Midwest. Right. There's pretty strong protections here. But a constitutional amendment is even stronger. You know, it's something that would be a lot harder to reverse, you know. Um, and just adding it there. Now, the legislature to, to do that would have to pass a measure that would put the question to voters in 2024. 
or or further. They could do 2026 or later. So the question really is, is it the right time? Is it worth the cost? Is it needed? If you're an abortion rights advocate and you support reproductive health care, is that something that you need, you feel like you need to add that other uh, other layer? Um, would having an abortion rights measure on the ballot and all the money that would cost to, to boost that take away from money that could be spent on candidate campaigns for the closely divided state house? Um, so there's a lot they have to consider. Well, it's and it'll be interesting, Tori, to see if that effort is starts and kind of makes its way, because that, I think, would be a litmus test on how Democrats feel about, you know, it's, you know, Hillary Clinton barely won here in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not close, really, in twenty in 2020, uh, solidly blue. But, you know, if if the if the tea leaves reading that possibly, you know, Biden not having a great shot here, we, we might see that uh, abortion push. I think we could. You know, they, as you mentioned, you know, it was very close in 2016. Uh, President Biden did win by a healthier margin over former President Trump in 2020. Um, but, you know, this is going to be a really interesting election here. We'll have to see what the polling on the presidential race looks like. Control of the state house is in play, but there's no real race for U.S. Senate, right? Um, there's uh, not very many uh, competitive congressional races, probably just one. So, you know, Democrats may be looking for ways to boost turnout uh, to attract people to the polls. Now, what Speaker Hortman, House Speaker Melissa Hortman, DFL Party Chair Ken Martin, others argue is we don't need a measure on abortion on the ballot to make abortion a driving issue on on ballots and for voters in 2024. They think they can make a clear contrast between Democrats and Republicans on the issue, uh, raise the stakes uh, in that way. But, you know, having an up or down measure, as we've seen in some of these other states, can make a difference. Would it make the same difference here in Minnesota, where the other side can say, wait a second, abortion's already in state law, right? Um, or, or maybe argue the Republicans and, uh, and uh, people who oppose abortion's life right, feel like Democrats already went too far in terms of lifting restrictions on, on abortion and, and when it's allowed. And so there's a lot of considerations. Uh, they also have to consider there's a separate push to put an equal rights amendment on the ballot. And so it's possible that that could be a vehicle for also protecting abortion rights, um, but it's complicated. The language has to be a certain way. That might be a campaign that's more expansive and goes just beyond women or abortion rights. And so that would be maybe more complicated and expensive from a messaging standpoint. So uh, the legislature returns in February, and uh, I think the Democratic caucuses are going to have a lot to discuss. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We're speaking with Tori Van Oot from Axios, as we do every Tuesday morning. Tori, forgive my ignorance on this, but why does it cost money to put uh, something on the ballot? You, you mentioned it, this could be expensive oh, if they yes. put an abortion question. I just don't understand how, no. how that is expensive. 
That's an awesome question. That's a great question. Uh, I, not necessarily expensive beyond the like mechanics of you know elections, ballots being slightly longer, perhaps or whatnot to, to actually to do that. But the um, the cost is in terms of running the campaign, yeah. in terms of like the messaging oh, and the advocacy. Yeah. So it's more for Got it's it. not that the the, co- the state would necessarily bear okay. a lot of cost. It's more that you know campaign groups, right? Like. Democratic groups, pro-abortion rights groups, anti-abortion rights groups would have to spend a lot of money to get their message out. One interesting quirk of Minnesota ballot campaigns is the results are tallied based on everyone who voted in that election, not everybody who voted on that question. So you have to make sure not only that people are turning out to vote for your measure, but that everyone who turns out actually votes on your measure in the affirmative if you're backing it because otherwise if someone just goes I'm voting in the presidential race I don't feel like voting on the rest today well that's a no vote for you so it can be pretty expensive to get the message out so that's what I meant by cost but but good question yeah Uh, Vanita talked to Governor Walls from Australia the governor was in Australia not Vanita what's he doing in Australia and do these do these like I always wonder, you know, obviously, if you're, if you're not a fan of the current governor, you'll criticize, oh, they're going all over, not paying attention to the business of the state. But do these trips, whether it's Australia or Japan or wherever the governor's going, do they really pay off? That is another great question and <laughs> one that you might read more on in Axios Twin Cities later this week. Ooh. <laughs> but not to, not to get ahead of ourselves. We should all, though, I think we should all advocate to go do the radio from Australia. Like, come on, yeah. let, let's yes. all. Take us with. Go. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, people do, uh, the governor's office, advocates from, uh, representatives from past governor's offices I've talked to, say the answer is yes they do make a difference. It's kind of hard to make the super tangible. There are some examples of increased investment deals made after some of these trips, but they say that those, you know, the, the, as we all know in business, right, it's the human connection often (laughs) that, that relates to, to deal making and helps some of these come through. So, you know, the governor's office and some advocates I've talked to from past governors have said, yeah, they actually do make a difference and that people appreciate the FaceTime and you get to make the case and build relationships, um, strengthen relationships with uh, companies that already have partnerships. And as Governor Walsh told Benita this morning, I heard him that some a couple of startups that have investments or operations here in Minnesota came to some sort of you know, I don't know, happy hour, whatever event that they were having and brought some friends and said, hey, look at I'm investing in Minnesota with all these people and this is how it's going. And so, uh, yeah, one kind of thing about the cost is that a lot of the participants actually pay their own way, like all of the businesses mm-hmm. that are going. So the state isn't necessarily, there is a cost related to the governor, his staff, some of the planning, but the state's not not paying for like, you know, the head of the Minneapolis Regional Chamber's to go on this trip. Those folks are all mm-hmm. paying their own way. But yeah, we'll find out. I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. And if we see more investment from Australia, I think it's what, 12 or 13, it's, uh, you know, kind of in the top 15 or so of Minnesota's mm-hmm. uh, export partners so far. Yeah, face-to-face meetings usually pay off. I mean, we, we don't do that enough anymore in this day of digital. But um, Tori, before we let you go, you guys posted this uh, picture and this saying uh, with Dean Phillips and Ron DeSantis. I don't want to like blow the punchline, but share the funny story about Dean, uh, Dean Phillips being compared to Ron DeSantis. Yes. Um, 
We uh, at Axios run swing voter focus groups in swing states. We've done them in Minnesota. They're fascinating. And our last one was in Arizona. And these voters, uh, swing voters, kind of crucial voters in a swing state, were shown a picture of Congressman Phillips, who, of course, has just launched his presidential campaign. Um, Big picture, none of them could recognize him yet, kind of shows some of the uh, challenges a member of Congress faces in trying to launch one of these, you know, national presidential campaign against the sitting president. But uh, we did get some kind of funny responses. Oh, oh, oh! Are we still there? Sorry. That was sorry. me. I was. I started reading a commercial. No, I'm kidding. No, oh, no, yeah. sorry. sorry. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, anyway, we showed the picture to these voters, and one of them, they didn't know who he was, and one of them said, "He looks like a very young Ron DeSantis." Another oh, said he looked boy. like someone from Iowa. Third guessed he was a Republican. Um, but the kind of catch here, the funny thing, is that Phillips is actually nine years older than Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Yes. But I will yes. tell you, my, my colleague in Arizona who sat in on this focus group showed, told me about this. I said, what? No way. I've never I've been covering Dean Phillips for years and I've never noticed that resemblance. But then I looked at a couple pictures and I was like, wow, I see it. I don't know if you guys see yeah. it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so that was that was well, check out Axios yeah. because they have a side by side. And yes. I mean, I saw it a little, but I don't know who's more offended by that. Is it uh, yeah. Dean because he doesn't want to be compared to Ron DeSantis because he might be a lunatic? Or because or he doesn't wear lifts? Because he doesn't wear lifts yeah. in his shoes, maybe? Yes, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe Congressman Phillips sometimes wears some kind of stylish glasses. So maybe oh. he'll put those back on again. You know, uh, uh, he'll do that again. But And there is, they both have kind of like, a, a, they're maybe going for a look right now, like a kind of presidential candidate look. And some of it might be the presidential glow up. But, uh, but yeah, go ahead and, and check out check out that photo. But, you know, the why it matters is just it shows the challenges the congressman is going to face. And Arizona voters are not Mm -hmm. his target audience right now. They're Democrats Mm -hmm. in New Hampshire. That's his target audience. But his campaign hasn't resonated or reached these voters yet, who will be important in the general. That's the battle he faces. Tori, hope you you don't uh, get any more sick than you are right now. So uh, (laughs) take rest easy and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, I'll talk to my boss about going to Australia, and you can talk to yours. <laughs> okay, we'll get on that. Right, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's in the budget. Uh, Tori yeah. Van Oot from Axios. Read her stuff, including uh, her piece today about how Democrats trying to, uh, whether or not they want to put that abortion issue on the ballot next fall. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.